Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Joe Ingles on the top, works to the right side of the floor, hesitates, curls back out to the left. Now he's got Magruder on him, flares to the corner to Donovan, ball fakes Kawhi Leonard, drives, goes up high, cocks the right hand, and hammers! Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that! Williams trying to throw it through traffic, stolen by the Jazz. Gobert has it, pushes ahead to Bogdanovich, back to Clarkson. Clarkson attacks the 10 and lays it up and in! 109-102 Utah! And the Jazz get the kind of win that fans always dream of. They take down the Clippers in L.A., and they do it by dominating the final five minutes. PK! Yeah. Victory is ours! So let me get this straight. Jazz fans have always dreamed of beating the Clippers in Los Angeles. Well, since this season. I mean, always? (laughs) In the 90s. I was going to say. Let's go back a little bit. This season. The Olua Candy years? Come on. <laughs> oh, those are uh, – the Olua Candy years are actually high watermarks. Sort of hey, Ken Norman isn't walking through that door. No, Kawhi Leonard is. <laughs> These aren't your yeah. dad's clippers. Live in the okay. now. Always this season. I'll grant you yeah. on that. Yes, absolutely. If you go always this season, Kawhi Leonard had a bad shooting night. The Jazz played brilliantly. That cocking that uh, Donovan Mitchell does has become his signature dunk to the point where in the fan store downstairs, they've got like a replica of it, a statue. I don't know what you'd call it because it is sure awesome. He's playing great. Joe Ingles is playing great. And we've talked about, well, this is like the Utah Utes this season. They just beat up on a bunch of average teams. Uh Uh-oh, can't use that excuse. They went down to Los Angeles. They didn't have all their players, but they had most of them and they had their best of the best of them. the Conley obviously wasn't there for the Jazz. And it was a great, great win. And Jordan Clarkson has taken over Jay Crowder's role, only he makes more shots. So now, the schedule, there are no, uh, there's nobody as good as the Clippers on the schedule for the next three weeks. This is, uh, with the exception of Brooklyn, because I think Brooklyn's a game over 500. It's a bunch of teams with losing records. So I guess the question going forward is, are these guys focused enough, mature enough, eyes on the goal, that they, they beat all these teams? Even if they have an off night, they grind it out against an inferior team and get the win. Because this is a chance to put together a, a stretch of games here, pick up some Ws. Well, the rest of the teams that they play, their fans, they've always, always dreamed, dreamed of beating the Jazz this year. Yes. <laughs> this year. Always this year. <laughs> I love hyperbole on a Monday morning. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the Detroit Pistons tonight, so uh, it's a bunch of uh, average to below average teams uh, fill up the schedule here the next three weeks. This is the kind of game they're going to be facing. If they don't play well, they could certainly lose it. If they do play well, they ought to have a big old winning streak here as the season approaches the, uh, the midway point. Yeah, agreed. 7 o'clock tonight, normal game time and everything. AT&T Sportsnet, so the pregame show starts at 6 o'clock here on The Zone. And the Stars, hey, you can't win them all. After losing the first two and winning 14 in a row, they, they got beat by the Austin Spurs. So, 14-3 mm. and three now. Well, I'm only about uh, 70 miles from Austin, so I'll go up there after the show trying to figure out what was going on. Good, you do that. Get to the bottom of that. <laughs>
You can swing by uh, University of Texas. Wait, they're not going to be up there anyway, are they? They're down in San Antonio now. Yes. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. It's something that was instilled in me when I was when I first picked up a basketball. Little league coach Frank Walker always talked about is, um, you know, it's the greatest um, part of uh, of basketball to be able to see the ball move from side to side, uh, to be able to um, attract the defense and um, you know get your teammates to open shot. So LeBron James reflecting on another assist, assist number nine thousand in his career. He gets that as the Lakers beat the Mavericks in a game that was. Largely not all that entertaining, to be honest with you. Luka Doncic took a fall, didn't look like himself after that. I don't know, tailbone, back, whatever it is. Uh, He came back in and played, but he didn't look great after that. And injury is kind of the story of the night because the Rockets were shorthanded. Didn't have James Harden. He missed a game. Clint Capella missed his second game without those guys. New Orleans beat Houston, 127 to 112. Got to have your guys, PK. Yeah, you forgot Westbrook didn't play either, for that matter. So they were out, they were without all three of those guys. So obviously that's the the crux of their team. I mean, you're not going to win any games with those three going out. You know, I listen to LeBron talk, and 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 it's really true because he is he's as unselfish as they come. He doesn't look to just take over games. He looks to win games. I think you can make a case for him as the greatest. Uh, what would you say, all around player offensively? Because he seems to be much more of a willing passer and a better passer than the greats that we consider in that category, basically. You know, him and Magic. They could score, uh, but they have no problem passing. If you're open and you're playing with an all-time player like those two, you're going to get the ball. He passes more than Bird passed, don't you think? I mean, Bird was a pretty willing passer among the elite scorers. Guys who are elite scorers, and champions, right? The best of the best, the first ballot, no, no-brainer first ballot Hall of Fame guys. Yes, and the, and the thing where I put Magic in that category is both of those guys had the ball to initiate the yeah. offense a lot more than Larry Bird. If Larry Bird would have initiated the offense, he probably would have passed it more. But most of the time, obviously, it was Ainge or Dennis Johnson were initiating the offense. It wasn't Bird, but certainly Bird could pass the ball, no question about it. Well, he's at 9,000, which puts him ninth on the all-time assist list, and there's only five guys who've gotten to 10,000, and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see LeBron in that club here in a little while. Also, LeBron named the AP Top Male Athlete of the Decade over the weekend for uh, not just the two titles in Miami, but that story of going back to Cleveland and returning to his stomping grounds that he abandoned and bringing him back from 3-1 against the Warriors. Uh, AP athlete, male athlete of the decade. Yep. How many did Tom Brady win? Three. He's got three. Tom Brady's got six. He's got three in one decade and three in the other. The aughts and the teens, whatever they okay. are. Okay. All right. So he split them up. Uh, the team the Jazz ought to be kind of uh, molding themselves after now is actually behind them in the standings. The Thunder win again. The Thunder picking up speed here. They've won 11. They're 11 and 4 in the last 15, and they've done it mostly by beating teams below them in the standings. With bad records. They've been pretty consistent, and they got a good win beating the Raptors, 98-97. So that's the kind of stretch we ought to see the Jazz on here because the Jazz and Thunder schedules here, similarly, playing a lot of sub 500 teams. Got to clean up on them. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Well, college hoops over the weekend. 
BYU beat Oral Roberts, the only child's 23 points in the 79-73 win. The Cougars improving to 12-4, and and we'll see what happens when they get into the conference season, but as it sits here right now, about midway through the year, Joe Lenardi's got him in the tourney, PK, and in the tourney with a decent seat. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, Mark Pope would be, just be ecstatic in his first year, you know, and and not that Mark Pope is the greatest coach ever, but he's doing a fine job. But with a couple of the transfers, or at least one, Toulson, he inherited seniors, and seniors are going to win games in this, basically in college basketball against the level of competition that they play. And so we see that. And so, yeah, I'm expecting them. I don't know if they're going to be able to beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but I'm expecting, well, when I say beat them, I'm talking about beat them in the standings. I expect them to be competitive and not go 0-4 against those two teams. So I'm expecting them to beat them. I'm not sure about Gonzaga, but you better at least split with St. Mary's and finally beat Gonzaga at home. It seems like that's been a long time, and I'm expecting it to be competitive. And then obviously with that being said, I'm expecting you to clean up on the rest of those teams and not have some of those two or three horrendous losses that you've managed the last few years. Well, to go out on the road and defend, the shot making that they've counted on in past years has not always traveled, as it doesn't always travel in the college game. But the way they've been defending, they ought to be able to avoid that horrific loss. USF, San Diego, Pepperdine, wherever. Portland. Portland, yes. Let's remember Portland. Pacific. Shut the F up. (laughs) DJ, uh, the rest of the games at Utah State sat two guys. uh, They sat uh, Keda and they they sat... um, Sam Merrill, and it didn't matter. They beat Eastern Oregon 129-61. to 61. Bringing up the question, why, why are they playing these games? Why? What, what in the world is the point? It's like you just got to – you're supposed to play a game to so just find anybody because you don't actually want to play a game. A scrimmage. I guess you want to tune up before league. Big Sky play started for Weber State. They lost to Eastern Washington. They've had a lot of good years up there, but this is just shaping up as a horrible one. 4-8 and 0-1. And Yikes. Southern Utah opens a uh, big sky play at Portland State tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Burrow going to the air again, this time coming for it at the five-yard line, far side. Jefferson has his fourth receiving touchdown of the day. Touchdown, Tigers. Burrow, play action, tosses into the end zone. Terrace Marshall all by his lonesome. Touchdown, Tigers. Well, there's the argument for not expanding the playoff because Oklahoma, when it was all said and done, no one could really argue with Oklahoma being team number four. And team number four, and I know they had three guys suspended and then they had a guy kicked out of the game. But PK, they gave up touchdowns on six straight possessions in the first half. Seven out of eight and a half. That was humiliating. The 63-28 final doesn't do justice how bad, how lopsided that game was. And 63-28 is pretty lopsided. Uh, yeah, I guess you can argue, though, that if they would have had other teams in there, the team like Utah or Oregon, if they had earned their way, particularly Oregon, maybe they would have shown better. And Oklahoma was the only team that they could put in because they could only put in four. And another criteria, if you have two losses, it's basically an unwritten rule. You're out of the running. So if you had more teams and you could let in a two-loss team, they could play better. So you can go back and forth. But I think the story is about the brilliant offense of LSU and Barrows there with everything that they've got going and pulling the trigger to the probably the as well as any LSU quarterback has ever had or ever done. They were simply awesome. Yeah, for a blowout, it was an awesome game. Normally, I'm 
bored by blowouts, but that game was incredible with him doing what he was doing and those receivers and everybody just being so good together on offense. So you weren't bored by the second half of that? I mean, I got to admit, you're right. Even though it was 35-7 in the first half, I was still watching. How badly are they going to smoke these guys? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For Usually for a half, blowout, yeah. you're, you, know, you're, you don't have interest. But I was just fascinated on how good this LSU offense is. Now, Oklahoma, you know, they're normally an offensive team. They're not the greatest of defenses. So it would have been fun to see somebody like Utah's defense in there, minus that Oregon game, to see what they can do. We'll never know. But, uh, yeah, that was that was an incredible performance. And what a day of college football in terms of the two, two uh, playoff games. And both of them in their own right were great. Well, Clemson, Ohio State certainly was. The two undefeated teams, and you'd think it'd be an even matchup. And it was. There were a bunch of big plays, and I think the big plays Ohio State didn't make is finishing those drives early. They had a chance to really open up a lead the way LSU did. And they kicked field goals instead of scoring touchdowns and came back mm-hmm. to haunt them, and they lose 29-23, but very entertaining game. Wasn't it beautiful, though? <laughs> to watch Ohio State lose. You hate Ohio State. Let me give a little background. I'm in San Antonio right now. I'm on the 28th floor. I watch the sunrise to the east, obviously. I can overlook the Alamo Dome. I can see it. I feel like I can reach out and touch it. It's just on the other side of the freeway. Well, I flew down from Phoenix yesterday, and uh, so I spent some time in Old Town Scottsdale and uh, had, had a burger before I left to the airport. And to see all the people in their Ohio State paraphernalia and be so sad... It's just a beautiful day. <laughs> All right, so uh, bowl games today. There are some Pac-12 teams playing. Uh, Cal is playing, so I guess there's one playing. Cal and Illinois in the Red Box Bowl, two o'clock on Fox. They're playing in San Francisco. If you want to, if you want to check that out, and uh, another New Year's Six game. Bronco Mendenhall's 24th ranked Virginia Cavaliers playing ninth ranked Florida in the Orange Bowl. It's got snoozer written all over it. The buck. Yeah, right. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Down. Here's your game. Here's Russell Wilson back. Wilson throws. Caught. Hollister's hit on the goal line and dropped by Dre Greenlaw. He is short. 49ers come away with the ball. The 49ers have stopped Hollister on the goal line. The 49ers are going to win the game. 49ers holding off a late drive by the Seattle Seahawks. A bunch of stuff happened at the end of that game. Seattle converting on fourth and ten at the twelve, John, and then John Ursua, former Utah high school player, and then spiking the ball to stop the clock, and then taking a delay of game penalty. That was awful. That was awful. But then pass interference in the end zone. Fred Warner looked like he got away with one right there. But they didn't review it, even though they put in review after what happened in the playoffs a year ago with the Saints and the Rams. Statement was that the NFL did get a look at it. They decided not to delay it. Yeah. Well, they were the the line of scrimmage was the six, and he was in the end zone. So that was a lot of contact, more than five yards yeah. downfield. That was a lot of contact. Hey, you don't know they would have scored, though. Nope, you don't. It would have put them back at the one, given them options. But they were out of timeouts, so maybe there would have been a tackle in bounds, and that would have been it. We all want the drama after the Super Bowl, though, don't we? It's back, beast mode. It's not the Super Bowl. It's to win a division. Yeah, I just thought that how many times have we ever seen a team lose a game by an inch at the goal line and a team, the very same team win a game by an inch at the goal line? That really is incredible. 
Niners have played a lot of really close games this year. They had the game with Atlanta that you talk about. They had the New Orleans game that was decided by the last second field goal. They had uh, an overtime game. The uh, the Ravens, the that, was a, game, that yeah. went right down to the end. They have played a lot of games that not only have been in the balance with two minutes left, has literally been in the balance on the final play. Okay, so I you give me New Orleans and either Baltimore or New England, and I give you the field. Do you take it? Say that again. You get... Uh, I get New Orleans in, uh-huh. the, in the one, and then in the other, I get either Baltimore or New England. Well, you would take Baltimore over New England. I mean, New England gave away the bye, and they're going to have to play two road games. They haven't looked good in the final month. I would take Baltimore if I were you. Uh, would I take the field there? See, once you take Baltimore, I don't know that I take the field. I really, I mean, I think this is, Baltimore is, to me, they're, they're the heavy favorite going into this. Okay, fine, I'll take Tennessee. I probably wouldn't take the field. <laughs> okay, if you're going to take Tennessee and New Orleans, I'll take the field. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, do, you, do you think either of the one seeds are overwhelming favorites or locks to get to the Super Bowl, Baltimore and San Francisco? Because San Francisco has already beaten New Orleans and has blown out Green Bay. Yeah, it, but I don't care what happened before. I'm looking at what happened ahead. Well, in that case, I would think that there are – I have a lot of confidence in the top three teams in the NFC. I don't think it's a shock if any one of them wins it. And AFC, uh, I have confidence in two teams in the AFC. It should be Baltimore or Kansas City in the Super Bowl. If New England comes back after the way they played the last month to win three straight playoff games now, I mean, it's Belichick and Brady, so we shouldn't count them out. But the offense hasn't looked good, and now the defense failed in the clutch against the Dolphins. And they had the lead with, finally, finally they had the lead with three and a half minutes to go, but they had the lead with three and a half minutes to go, and the defense let them go right down the field. Uh, Coaches are getting fired. This is the day, right? Black Monday, that's the NFL slang for today. The day after the season ends, they just start firing coaches. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, they didn't wait. Cleveland fired him on Sunday and the Giants have just fired Shermer this morning. Washington fired team president Bruce Allen. They keep letting letting guys get video of Daniel Snyder like leaving and giving him the cold shoulder at stadiums every week. Uh, Come on down, you can shoot some video here. They're going to make him walk home. Think about what you've done for the last decade. Done humiliating Bruce Allen. They fired him. Of course, he made a gazillion dollars, so there's that. And then Rivera to Washington, is that what I'm hearing? So that is what everyone is expecting. It hasn't happened yet, but everyone's expecting it to happen. Uh, But it's Washington, so nobody really wants to go out and guarantee it because it's, you know, just on a whim, Daniel Snyder can change his mind. Um, but that is the thought that they are the, the, the language they're using. They are poised to hire, but nobody wants to guarantee that it's done. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Texas Longhorns rider for the Athletic, Kalen Jones, will join us at 8 o'clock to look ahead to the Utes and the Longhorns in the Alamo Bowl tomorrow. And Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, 9 o'clock to sort out all things college and pro hoops. Coming up next, got a lot of reaction from people after the win over the Clippers. People very excited. And some people who are willing to hold on to that excitement and reserve judgment for a while to see how the team follows it up. We'll get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.